Hi, Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the least of these podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. John this morning. We're going to be in uh, John chapter 1 and we're going to get back to verse 12 today. Last week we didn't get to finish that up but uh, we'll be in John chapter 1 verse 12 and um, let me go back and read a little bit of that. Verse 12 he says, but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name, who were born not of the blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So, remember we're talking about the book of John. The book of John uh, has seven key signs, uh, seven miracles with a message. And every one of them, Jesus heals the blind man. He gets a man that's blind from birth and He basically gives him new eyes. He uh, brings Lazarus back from the dead. He turns water into wine. He stills the storm. He uh, he does so many things in this book, these seven signs. And every one of these signs are, are a miracle with a message. And every time John records one of these signs, if you remember in John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31... The whole point of the book is these things were written. What things? These signs were written that we might know that He is Jesus Christ and believing that we would believe He is the Son of God and believing on that we would have life in His name. And so that's the whole purpose of the book. And and John talks about Him being the Word, that He is always God, always has been God. And that He created everything. And that He is the one that gives us spiritual life and physical life. And then He talked about Him coming into the world. And He gives everybody knowledge that there's a true God. Because we know there's a God because of creation. And we know there's a God because of conscience. All we got to do is look around at the beauty and the order of the world. The way the trees and the rain and everything all works together. And we know that there's a God. If you see a watch, you know there's a watchmaker, right? It did, just didn't happen. You didn't shake it up in a tin can, a bunch of metal, and you turn it upside down and out came a watch. That's not the way it works. Somebody had to build it. Somebody had to put it together. And so he said he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. He went to the Jews and he went to the people of the world and he was rejected by the world. And isn't that so true even today? So many people reject Jesus Christ because they want to live their lives their way. They don't want somebody to tell them what to do. They don't want a God that says you have to live this way or live that way. I mean, you know, God made all of us. He made the universe. He made everything. And if he made us, he ought to get to make the rules, right? And... uh 
I remember old Bill Cosby used to tell his kids on TV. I know that's just a TV character, but he said, I brought you into this world and I can take you out, you know. And so, you know, I think that's true that God made us and he ought to be able to uh, have us to glorify him and praise him and honor him. But yet folks don't do that anyway. But he says, but as many as received him... To them he gave the right to become children of God. So here we see the acceptance of Christ. And we see a believing remnant stressed here. The fact that as many as believed, to them he gave the right, the authority, the privilege, the privilege, the ability to know him, to become children of God. We just sang that song a minute ago, talking about being a child of the king, right? And people talk about their family, you know, they came over in the Mayflower, they did this, they did that. But you know, if you know Jesus Christ, you're a child of the King. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's better than coming over on the Mayflower. It's better than any other genealogy. You can say, I'm a child of the King, and therefore I'm a son of Abraham. Because the Bible says that all through Abraham, all the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham. And he was talking about Jesus Christ. Dying on the cross, dying for our sins, and dying in our place. But he says, as many as received him, you have to receive him. You know, some folks today believe that you don't have to do anything to go to heaven. But the Bible says, as many as believe, to them he gave the right to have eternal life. He says, those that believe have eternal life. But he'll say over here in John 3.18 and 19, but if you have not believed... You are not con- you are condemned already. He says, "He who believes is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already." In other words, if we don't trust Christ, we're headed on a train towards hell, and that's our destination. We don't like to hear that, and I don't like to preach it. But the Bible says, "As many uh, as believed are not condemned." I mean, it's right here, John three eighteen. He who believes in Him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So it's right there, folks. Marty didn't say it, but the Bible says it. And if you don't like it, you ain't got a problem with me. You got a problem with the Bible. (laughs) So uh, he says, as many as believed... He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in His name. What does it mean to believe in His name? It means to believe that Jesus is who He said He was, right? He said He was the Son of God. In other words, He was God in human flesh. He was all God. He was all man. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He died on that cross. He died in our place. And He rose again on the third day that we might have eternal life. That's the whole reason... We celebrate Easter. Next week, I haven't decided what I'm going to do for a message yet. Uh, But, you know, the whole reason Jesus had to rise from the grave and come out of that grave and rise up to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father was so that we could be legally declared righteous. To be legally declared righteous means that we are guilty, but somebody gives us a pardon even though we don't deserve it. And so when we believe that He is who He said He is, and we ask Him to forgive us and ask Him to save us on the basis of that, the Bible says we have eternal life. 
The Bible says repent. In other words, turn from the way you're going and head back the other way and ask God to forgive us because we need to be saved. And you say, well, Marty, I, I haven't done all those things the guys in the jails and the prisons do. No, most of us have it. But, you know, the Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, in other words, if we've even committed one sin, we need a Savior. And none of us in this room, none of us in this world, the Bible says none is righteous, no, not one. So that means all of us have sinned at least one time. James says if you're guilty of one part of the law, you're guilty of all. That's the bad news. We're all guilty as sinners. But the good news is, he says, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. He says that, you know, God gives us salvation as a free gift. That's what Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says. It says, by grace, grace is getting something we don't deserve. He said, by grace, through faith, you're saved. It is not of yourselves. In other words, we can't do it. We're fixing to talk about that right here in just a minute. But it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And that's what it says right here in verse 13. He says, who were born... Not of the blood. In other words, you know, in Matthew, I think it's chapter 3, verse uh, 13, I believe it is. When you look over in that section, John the Baptist, he, he looks over at the Pharisees. And, you know, these are the guys that they're the, they're the uh, church members that are like, you know, they're not really, they don't have church back in those days. But these are the people that are doing all the outward things, right? If you looked at them and you looked at their life, you would think, Wow, man, those are some good folks. But what they were doing is they're working to get into heaven. If, and the Bible says we don't work to get into heaven. The Bible says it's a free gift to God. You know, that's a pretty good deal, isn't it? You don't get many things free in life. Anybody ever tried to find something that was really free? It's not really free. You know, they tell you on that uh, commercial... Uh, freecreditreport.com one day I typed in free credit report because I was trying to help an older lady that uh, had some problems with her money and stuff like that and I was trying to find out what her credit looked like and and trying to help her out some and boy I typed in freecredit.com I spent an hour, hour and a half and every one of those things after I clicked on freecreditreport.com or whatever it said whatever the next website is Every one of them, after you got there, said you need to buy something or do something, and then they will give you a free credit report. So there's no no such thing as what we used to say as a free lunch, right? It always costs you something. And so, you know, but the Bible says that salvation is free. Now, God does want us to live for Him after we're saved, but you know what? We don't have to live for Him, but we want to live for Him after we get saved because He changes us. And so, you know, the Bible says they were born not of the blood. In other words, God doesn't have any grandchildren. We either ask Him to forgive us and ask Him to save us and become a child of the King, 
or else we don't make it in. We don't get in because we joined the right church or because we, you know, did enough good deeds or we, you know, were a church member since we were a baby. Maybe we were even spent the whole time as a kid, even in the nursery. Some people grew up in the church. They never knew anything but the church. But the Bible says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. And they believe that he's a sinless, perfect God. And when he's a sinless, perfect God, we need to ask him to forgive us and ask him to save us. And we will. So he says you can't be born into the family of God. And he was specifically speaking here mainly to the Jews. Because the Jews thought because they were the chosen people of God, that they were the chosen race. They thought, well, we're Abraham's son. We belong to their Jewish race. Guess what? We're, we got an automatic in. We're going straight to heaven. We don't have to do anything. We're just going straight to heaven. But the Bible says right here, who were born not of the blood. In other words, you can't be born into the family of God. Now, I don't care whether you're Jewish or what family you got born into. Then he says, nor the will of the flesh. In other words, you can't work your way in there. You know, some people think if they do enough good deeds that you'll get into heaven. But the Bible says it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, if we could work our way into heaven, one of us would go to heaven and we'd say, well, we did this, this, and this to get here. And then somebody else would say, well, we did this, 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 and this. And all we'd be doing in heaven is bragging about what we did to get there. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that it's about Him. It's about His glory. He's the one that created us. He's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that died in our place. He's the one that died for us even though we don't deserve it. And guess what? We can thank God because He did it. We don't have to brag about it. and We don't get to brag about it. But we can just say, thank you, Jesus. You know, and that's why we sing all these songs, you know, that are so amazing that, you know, at Calvary, we, we were just singing that song. He says, you know, mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. You know, Mercy is not giving somebody what they do deserve. And grace is giving us what we don't deserve. And what's a pardon? A pardon is giving somebody, letting them off when they've done something that was bad. And we get a pardon. That's what God did for us. Because even if we've committed only one sin in our life, somebody had to pardon that sin. And it was Jesus when he died on that cross. When he died, he said, it is finished. That word, Greek word, is an accounting term. And they used to take that and they would write it on a, a, a piece of paper or parchment or something. And they would write it on there when somebody had paid off their debt. When you go to the store and you get a receipt and it says balance zero. Or you remember them old rubber stamps and they used to uh, put them into black ink and stamp them and they'd say paid in full that's basically what Jesus said when he died he said it is finished he says your sin debt has been paid in full and so when we trust in him 
then he says you can come on into heaven. But you know, some people don't want to trust in him. And so, because they don't trust in him, they don't get that free gift. Because you know, to get a gift, you've got to receive it, right? I mean, if I bring in a Christmas present or I bring you an Easter card and I say, hey, you know, I got an Easter card for you here. Uh, and you look at me and say, I don't want that. You didn't receive it, right? Or if you reach in your pocket and try to pay me for it, then that wasn't a gift. But you know, God says that it's a free gift. And you can either have it free or you can't have it at all. Because he said, I make up the rules. You don't make them up. I make them up. And so he says, you can't work your way in. You can't be born in the, born in the family of God. He says, nor is it of the will of man, but of God. In other words, he says, um, you know what? Some of the folks, uh, my pastor said it last week, and it was funny because I said it last week too. We've all read that little book, uh, The Train That Could. You know, we've been sold to lie that if we just try hard enough that we can be good folks. You know what? The Bible says that we can't do enough good. That we can't be good enough to get into heaven on our own. And that's why we need Jesus. And so, instead of saying like that little train that could climbing over the hill, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. The Bible says we need to realize, I know I can't, I know I can't, I know I can't. But Jesus did it so I can trust in Him and I can go because He did. And so that's what we need to do. So we can't be born in the family of God. We can't work our way in. Nor can we will our way in. In other words, say, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. But He says it's of God that does it. It's totally and completely God. And, and, you know, we don't like to hear that. Because, you know, we, we as human beings, we are, you know, like this song says here, years I spent in vanity and pride. You know, we like to have our pride. And we like to say, man, look what I did. All we got to do is look at all the TV shows, look at all the... Things that people get uh, awards for. You know, we give awards for everything anymore, right? We got American Idol and we got all these things and people want to be somebody. And hey, there's nothing wrong with doing a good job and there's nothing wrong with, you know, feeling good about doing something good. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes down to salvation, God says there's absolutely nothing we can do and we need to depend on Him. And so he said we should give up our vanity and pride and realize that he needed to be crucified so we could go to heaven. And so, you know, I just thank God today that, you know, the Lord loved me so much and he loved you so much and he loved all of us so much that God came down to earth in a human body. Think about that. Here's the very God of heaven the one that was worshipped in heaven, the one that had all the glory, he could be anywhere all at the same time, he could do anything that uh, was within the realm of righteousness, he could be anywhere, he knows everything, he sees everything, and yet he came down to earth and was put in a human body, and he lived here 33 years, 
as a baby and he grew up and he had to learn stuff and he did all that and he was finally beaten and whipped and spit on and crucified because he loved us so much. I mean, that's love, isn't it? That's love. You know, that's why we sing about that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You remember that old guy that wrote that? He, he used to be a slave trader and he was a pirate. Old John Newton, he used to think up things that people had never done that was wrong. And he would try to think up something that somebody had never done before that was wrong and nasty and filthy and wicked. And he would try to come up with those things. But God saved him. He saved Paul. And we don't have to be a John Newton, but the Bible says all of us need to trust Christ. So I just want to pray and we'll close out today because the next section is really... Uh, a whole nother ball game and I probably need to spend all next week on the next verse and so we'll just close right here today so let's pray and then we'll sing one last song Father we thank you today for your grace and your mercy and love we thank you for sending Jesus and Lord I pray right now that if there's even one that doesn't know you today doesn't know for sure if they died today they would go to heaven that they would just cry out to you today and just say Lord Jesus Forgive me. Lord Jesus, save me. I have sinned. I have done wrong. And I need to be forgiven. And I want to go to heaven because of what you did on that cross. I know that I can't work my way in. I know that I can't uh, do anything. But you did it all. And I want to go to heaven because of you. Lord, you said that if we'd come like a little child, humbly... And believing that you would forgive us and you would save us. Because that's called faith. Taking you at your word. You said whoever calls in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. I pray if there's even one here today that doesn't know you. Today they would cry out and ask you to forgive them. Ask you to save them. And you said whoever does that that you would hear. And you would answer their prayer. Lord if there's somebody that doesn't know doesn't understand everything I said, wants to know more, Lord, I pray that you would give them the courage to just speak to me or talk to me and ask me questions, or and I'd be glad to help them, Lord. Father, we thank you for what you've done for us, and we just ask you to be with us the rest of this day as we uh, just glorify you through this Sunday, the day that you set aside for us to rest and glorify you. Father, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's sing number uh, 30, At the Cross. Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Some are locked up in bodies that don't work and in the nursing home facility and the wheelchair, the bed they cannot get out of. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems or their parents. They aren't doing right and their cries, we want to have a real family. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up in the jail and the prison, to those locked up in addictions, to drugs, alcohol, 
all depression and suicidal thoughts and a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us life and to set us free, and these folks are not free, but we can set them free through Christ Jesus, at least in their minds and their spirits. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham. We do about 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you'll support us in some way so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button, and we hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you, and God bless you.